Welcome to In the Know with WTO, the podcast all about West Texas opportunities and nonprofits. I'm Brian Rodriguez, and thank you for joining us. We can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else that you listen. Please subscribe so you can be notified anytime we have a new episode. We're going to be found on Anchor at anchor.fm forward slash WTO. And inside Anchor, you can record a message for us or email us at podcast at gowto.org with any comments or suggestions. You can also go to our website and on the left-hand side, click on In the Know with WTO, the podcast. And you can see a list of all previous episodes and a list of all future episodes coming up. Finally, follow us on social media by searching for West Texas Opportunities. We can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. On today's episode, I have Teresa Ortiz with me. Teresa is the Early Head Start and Head Start case manager here at La Mesa Head Start. Uh, Thanks for coming in today, Teresa. Thank you, Brian. I'm glad you could join us. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about yourself so we can get to know you just a little bit better? Sure. Um... Like he said, my name is Teresa Ortiz. I have uh, been married. I am married to my husband, Carlos, for 36 years. We have three children and five grandchildren. And um, all my children have grown and have moved on. And my grandchildren range from the years of 17 to three months old. And I'm proud to say they've all been Head Start graduates, including myself. That's good. Good to hear. And uh, I know you've been with us a pretty long time, uh, since yes. 1990, Yes, uh, which is approaching 31 years. So uh, we're glad that you've worked with us for that, that amount of time. Yes. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what you do at Head Start? I am a case manager, and I do early Head Start. I have an infant classroom, which um, that ranges from six years to three years. Uh, six years to 18 months, and I also work with a three-year classroom in Head Start. And what does that what does that entail, working with the classrooms? Do you, like, keep up with attendance? Yes. Do you, like, what what's involved in that just yes. for somebody? Okay, for a uh, case manager, what we do is we work directly with the families, uh, starting from with uh, taking in the applications, uh, making sure that we have all the required documents for imp- application for enrollment. We assist the families with social service, health services, parent involvement. We even assist families in um, making sure that uh, we ask them for a goal and make sure they can obtain that goal while they're with us at Head Start that they can um, use for later on in their life. And we are like advocates for our Head Start families. Great, great. And what's something that maybe the average person doesn't know about Head Start, maybe something that you run into all the time or maybe they forget to bring in all their documentation or just something that, that you feel that may be beneficial for somebody that would like to get their kids into Head Start that, that maybe you can just give them a little bit of advice before they come in and apply? Um, usually they'll call us and ask us. Uh, right now during COVID, we are still taking applications. And when we take applications, uh, we ask them to bring in documentation. So one of the things that, that most parents don't have is an original birth certificate. And um, because most parents just keep up with just the hospital record. But we always ask them for an original birth certificate. Most parents don't know that if you don't have one and they can't afford to pay for it, 
WTO will help parents and assist them with get, acquiring the, the birth certificate, and that's something they're going to need to have anyway by the time they get to the public school. That's a good Not point. Not just us, yeah. Good point. I never thought about that, but that's true. You do need that, and mm-hmm. you need it for everything. Yes, so yes, that, the original good, birth certificate, yes. Good point. And um, I know we talked a little bit about what you do, um, but can you just describe your typical day? I know you're, you're all over the place yes. dealing with all kinds of things every single day, but uh, can you just give somebody a – idea or give us an idea of what your typical day looks like from the time you get there to the time you leave at the end of the day? You know, my typical day starts really, it sounds crazy, but it starts in the parking lot because as I'm getting off the cars, we meet parents in the parking lot and we start talking to them from then. Sometimes they um, they want to talk to us before they even go into the classroom. So we talk to them in the parking lot as we're going in the hallway. Uh, even before we clock in, we still, we have that contact with the parent. And um, it starts from there, from uh, calling the teachers. We start getting phone calls of absent kids, the sick kids. Sometimes the family just has a, um, something they want to tell us about the kid about for that day. Maybe he's not having a good day. He didn't wake up feeling well, but he wants us, the parents wants us to know on how their child is, if, how, if they react, how we can call home later on and tell, you know, we always tell the parents, just call us and we'll let you know how your child is doing. Um, we start taking phone calls uh, from teachers as maybe the child came in and, you know what, the shoes they don't want, they're, they're wearing, they don't want on. So call the parents, uh, attendance. Um, we start uh, starting on documentation, putting in the, the health records that need to be documented. So in uh, like reminding parents about parent meetings we might be having on coming on that day or uh, maybe an appointment that's coming up and just reminding them. It's just a lot of reminding parents about, you know, the, the document, the required the, uh, documentation that we have to have for them. So it's just working with the parents. Yes. Basically. And very close contact with the parent. That's good. On a daily basis. Talking about um, working with us since 1990. Um, what's something you wish you would have known before you started working for us, maybe something you learned along the way. It could be uh, working with parents. It could be yes. uh, our benefits or what's something that you, you learned along the way that you wish you would have known sooner? You know, um, I got married. We got married very young and, and we always needed some assistance as we were. I was still going to school. And my, husband, my husband was working part time and also um, working two jobs. And there's I didn't know that. West Texas Opportunities has a lot of has a lot of resources, and working through Head Start, I've learned that um, we have a lot of community partnerships with lots of other uh, offices and, and resources in the Mesa that I wish I would have known then. But I've learned uh, working all these years through Head Start that um, through West Texas Opportunities, you, there are a lot of resources that we can reach out and get parents and um, get parents help with. That's a very good point. Um, a lot of a lot of our community and maybe they just know about the head start program and don't know about all the other programs so that's a very good point that that we do a lot more head start is a big program of ours but we do a lot more in addition to head start so that's that's a good point that you made Um, another question is um, dealing with all the the kids you do every year and the parents and do you have a story that maybe comes to mind uh, that that it's just that that's your go-to story if somebody asks you about Head Start. Do you have any any interesting stories? Um, to give you an example, we had um, somebody on a previous episode talk about I think it was Maria Elena just talking about kiwis, how she tries to introduce kiwis to 
to the students early and then the the kids come home and they're like I love kiwi and their parents are like you've never had kiwi before but is there anything like that that comes to mind from the case manager's point of view um you know I started off when I started off with working with Head Start I started off as a teacher's aide and um I did I started working because my daughter was four years old at the time, and then we registered, and I wanted to find me a job that would um, help me to take care of her while um, during the weekends and, and, and be at home when she was. And thank God I was hired on to Head Start, and I was able to stay with her on the weekend. But um, I was looking for a full-time job. I didn't know I was going to be here 31 years later. But um, when I started working that first year, I remember um, – I had never really worked with kids before, and like I said, my daughter was just four years old, and I was an assistant in the classroom, and we had um, a little boy that came in, and he was real headstrong, and he was tough, and um, he was a child of a single parent, and um, I remember that he would he he would do things to. Um, to push push the teacher, just like not being mean, but he was real headstrong. And I remember one day we were he had gotten in trouble, and um, I w- it was my turn to help set the table. So he stayed with me inside to set the table, and he was sitting looking outside of the window to the back where the kids were playing. I could hear a lot of clicks, and I I, I was helping set the table, and I turn around, I'd hear a click, and I didn't think nothing of it. When it was time for the for the kids to come in, I said, "Come on, that's you know, we had finished up." And I looked over, and that teacher at that time had a big old ivy hanging in the corner by the window, and that whole string of ivy it was humongous. She would take care of it, she would water it. It was her baby. But I looked over, and that whole string of ivy was all the leaves were clicked off, and I thought, "Oh, oh, you're going to be in so much trouble." Well. He he did. He got talked to. But you know what? That whole year when he was in my classroom, I kept thinking, God put me here and he put him in this classroom to see if this is what I want to do. Well, needless to say, I'm still here. So I think I've learned that, you know, and he turned out to be an awesome, awesome young man. Um, I think he does. Um, he's a teacher or a coach. And um it's just it just tells you that not not being in Head Start, I think it helped him not only because the teacher was patient, but it helped me to know that you know is this what I want to do? Is this is? But yeah, I'm still here, 31 years, so I guess he helped me. That that's a good point. You've probably seen so many people I, go from I have uh, four or five years old to now they're adults and have their own kids. I've adults. probably in Head Start yes. to their kids. Yes. I always come up across a, t- uh, uh, a parent. I said, oh, I remember when you were little or you were in my classroom. Sometimes they remember and sometimes they don't. But, right. yes, uh, yeah. I do remember. That, that's that's neat to think about that you get mm-hmm. to see that over the years. Yes. Uh, just a couple of other questions I have for you. Um is there has there over the years has there been anybody that has been really influential in your in your career? Like, I know there's been several several different directors that have worked for Head Start. Has there been anybody in in your life that's been influential? To you? Um, influential. Uh, all I can think is not necessarily Head Start, but my parents um, were were all were seven in our families. Um, 
And our parents, I can say my parents were my influence because uh, both of them together did not even have a sixth grade education further than that. But they always, um, they helped us and they and they pushed us and they were, our, they were our back in going to school and making sure that we were in school and um, just letting us know that our, our, our education and, and with their encouragement, we were all able to graduate. Great. And advice for um, a question I always like to ask is um, you've seen the, the kids go from four or five-year-olds now to adults, and you, you said you, your kids and you have grandkids. And what, what advice would you give somebody who's just entering the workforce? I know you work with a lot of new teachers, new staff. If somebody came to you and wanted some advice, what, what advice would you give about entering the workforce? All I can think about is um, if you're going to find a job, find a job where you want to get up in the morning and go to, not somewhere where it's, oh, you drag out of bed, I have to go to work today. No, find a job, say, you know, I'm, I'm ready to go. I, I want to be there. And somewhere where, um, you know, with COVID, we've had to stay home. And I, uh, people always ask me, are you ready to go b- back to work? I say, oh, yeah, I'm bored. <laughs> I'm ready to go back. That, that's a good point because if you're, if you're miserable every day, then it just creates then everybody else is miserable around right. you probably. And thank God that it, it, where I work at and, and with the staff that we work with, yeah. yes, I'm ready to see them. Yes, I'm ready yes. to see them. I can imagine, especially after, after you're off two or three months or whatever that was during COVID. Yes, because so. that's almost second family. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And the the last thing I want to talk about, I, I always circle back around to our mission statement. Um, since we're a nonprofit agency, every nonprofit has a mission statement our mission statement is to ease the limitations of poverty by investing in families to improve their quality of life. So for, for West Texas Opportunities, we have many programs that, that work toward that mission. So to ease the limitations of poverty could be our, our bill payment program. It could be um, our transportation program. We just have our utility assistance program. We have so many programs out there. But from your point of view as a Head Start case manager, how do you feel that your position kind of aligns with that mission statement? So um, I know earlier you mentioned about making referrals and there's other agencies. How do you feel that your 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 position right now kind of goes along with that mission statement of ours? Well, I feel like um, we help the families get um, – to be informed of all our resources in the MISA as far as making sure that um, they get appointments done for the kids and make sure they're healthy and their and their and their well being and, and starting with the children, I think that that's where their improvement of quality of life is. Because if their children are happy, the parents are gonna be happy. That's a very good point. Very good point. Um, is there any other stories or anything else you'd like to share with us today? Nope, not that not I can, that you think, can think of. of. No. Well, I really appreciate you coming in. I know it's out of the ordinary to come in, put on a, a headphones and talk into a microphone, but we really appreciate it. Um, the purpose of this podcast is just to get the word out of what we do and what all of our programs do. And I know you're on the top of our list that have been here the very longest with our organization. So that's one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you in. And I really appreciate you coming in today. Yes, thank you. You're very welcome. And until next time, um, I just want to remind everybody that um, our podcast is available on anchor.fm forward slash WTO. 
Um, you can listen to all the episodes. Um, they drop every single Friday. So Friday, eight o'clock in the morning, we have a new episode coming out. So just be on the lookout eight o'clock in the morning. And um, just if you have any questions or comments, please send us an email at podcast at go WTO or go WTO.org. I hope everybody has a great day and thank you again.